welcome to the Pitbull Patty Show. I'm your host, Patty Stuckler. We're keeping it real here with straight talk and sharing true stories that will inspire you to change your life. Are you ready for this? Because here we go. I have a lot of friends who do yoga and they absolutely love it. I've got a couple of friends who actually teach yoga, but I've never tried it. And I really wanted to kind of delve into this topic today because um, I just, I'd really like to, to do it if it's something that I think is going to benefit me. And I also want to know about meditation and how that fits into yoga and why I should even think about doing it. So I um, thought it'd be a fun topic. And I've got a great guest today. She is, uh, gosh, she's written 14 books, I believe it is. And um, her latest book, uh, well, in- including a book called Maharishi and Me, Seeking Enlightenment with the Beatles Guru. So that sounds really interesting. She knows all about yoga and meditation and a lot of other subjects. So uh, I want to talk to her about it and see if she can enlighten me. So welcome, Susan Shumsky. Hi. I'm so glad to be here with you today, Patty. <laughs> well, I'm glad to have you because um, this is definitely a, a subject that I really don't know anything about. And mm-hmm. I've hear, I hear about it a lot. And in fact, um, my son's girlfriend does yoga, I think, every day. So it's, it's really something that she sees as a really important aspect of her life. So, And I do exercise. I've been known to run on and off, run races and, you know, like 5Ks and 10Ks and and whatnot. But, um, and I use a total gym for exercise, but I get the impression that yoga really isn't quite exercise. Is that the case? Yoga is not an exercise. (laughs) That is correct. (laughs) Yoga is not something that you do in a gym. Yoga is not something for you to be athletic. That's not what yoga is. At okay. all. <laughs> all right. So then you got me curious. What is yoga? <laughs> well, the word yoga is from a Sanskrit root and it means to yoke or unite. So what are we uniting? We're not uniting our nose with our knee. We're not uniting our forehead with, our, with the floor. We're uniting individual spirit with universal spirit. So that's what yoga is. It's about integration. It's about developing your higher awareness and uniting this individuality with universality. So it's about realizing who you really are and developing your, what we call the Atman or higher self, being able to realize that and to live from that level of consciousness is about higher consciousness, actually, in reality, from okay. the ancient ancient tradition of yoga. It, okay, so, boy, you 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 said a lot of things that I'm still confused <laughs> what it means. So you really got to dumb it down for us, I think, uh, for those of people like myself that are really. Um, I, 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 I'm hearing that it's, it's a way to really kind of connect your, like yourself, your, you know, your soul with kind of a, a higher power maybe, um, or the universe as a whole, um, sounds pretty California like, yes. <laughs> so, yes. so it for California like, yeah, so it for is about <laughs> connecting with who you really are. Okay. And when you connect with who you really are, 
you're able to express your true self. You're able to express your true desires. You're able to develop your true talents. You're able to become more of yourself, more natural. And you're also able to feel more relaxed, to feel more whole, to feel that you are in a state of integration rather than disintegration. If you're in a state of disintegration, you're feeling confused, you're feeling edgy, you're feeling anxious, you're feeling stressed. The word yoga, union, in other words, union, coming back to who you really are, then you're, you're in a much better state of awareness. You feel a lot better from inside. And so is the act of stretching and, and doing poses, uh, like you always hear about the downward dog and all these different kinds of interesting, weird poses, how, how does that connect one with, you know, uh, a higher power or the universe or how, how does that work exactly? Okay. So the idea that people have of yoga is a very limited idea. There are four main paths of yoga. One is called Hatha Yoga, which, is, which includes physical culture, like doing asanas, meaning those poses or postures, doing pranayama, which means breathing exercises, and doing other yogic practices, such as bandhas, which are muscular locks, and cleansing routines, such as fasting or um, colon cleansing, that kind of thing. So that's called hatha yoga or physical culture. And there's much more to even hatha yoga than just doing an exercise in a gym. There's a lot more to it. However, that is only one path of yoga. There are many other paths of yoga. The main ones are jnana yoga, which means jnana means knowledge or discernment. And in that path of yoga, what you're doing is you're discerning the truth from false. You're trying to recognize what reality is and what is not real. So it's a it's an intellectual path. And so then there's is that well so let's let me stop you there just so I don't because yeah. I'm already getting confused and I don't want to be right. uh sound like an idiot here <laughs> no but it uh is definitely not something that I know anything about and I think there's a lot of people like me who who really don't understand that I, when I think of yoga I think about those the postures that you're talking about, Correct. the positions, the posing, stretching, mm -hmm. and sounds like that could be relaxing. I mean, but you're, I'm, I'm hearing there's more than one type of yoga or aspect maybe of yoga. Um, and that, um, that it's much more encompassing of a lot of other things. In addition, that, that, that maybe that's just one, one type or one aspect, the, the stretching part of it that I always think yeah. of. Yes, I understand. And the perception of vast majority millions of people in the world of what yoga, quote unquote, is actually I would I would limit that to the United States. The vast majority of people in the United States who have a yoga, quote unquote, studio on every corner, they are thinking what yoga is, is the downward dog or another <laughs> pose. Well, that is not what yoga is. Uh, what I'm trying to um, trying to convey 
is that yoga is a state of consciousness. It's actually a state of consciousness. Okay. It's a state of being in a, in wholeness, in in unity, integrated. A state of feeling completely relaxed and completely at home, very comfortable and very content. Hmm. That's what the state of yoga is. It's a very simple state. It just means being at home, being yourself. Hmm. So that's what yoga actually is. But I was explaining that there are some paths of yoga. One of those paths, hatha yoga, includes exercises or postures. They're not actually called exercises. They're called postures. Asanas means postures. And then there's that jnana yoga, which is using the intellect to discern, uh, learning what reality is, what truth is, and what untruth is. Another, another form of yoga is called bhakti yoga. That means devotion, and that means a devotional path. And most people who are into bhakti yoga, they're doing a lot of chanting, actually. They're doing chanting. Hmm. And the specific kind of chanting in India, they call it bhajans or kirtans, which is devotional songs. So it's devotion to God. And then another major type of yoga would be karma yoga, which means selfless service. So that's another path of yoga where you're helping people and you're, uh, you're charitable. You're helping the poor. You're helping the sick. You're doing charitable works. You're doing auspicious act, actions. So those are the main paths of yoga that are talked about in the ancient scriptures of India. So I'm just trying to broaden people's ideas of what yoga is. It's not an exercise in the gym. Yeah, I think it's definitely uh, needs um, needs a little help <laughs> with the, with perhaps the uh, the branding of it. I guess at least in the United States or the certainly the education of it, because it sounds like what you're saying is that yoga itself is kind of a state of mind, a state of being. That's correct. And, it is, and is a kind of a, a wellness of self that you're that you're relaxed and feeling really good and calm. Sounds like a really nice place <laughs> to go yes. mentally. Um, exactly. um, and that there's different ways to get there is what I'm there hearing. There are. And including and chanting, which ironically, um, I mean, I've not ironically, but I mean, I've certainly been exposed to chanting throughout like the church, a Catholic church. There's Gregorian chant. I've heard uh, monks, uh, they, they do Gregorian chant and yeah. different uh, orders, religious orders. Um, so that sounds like that's that third path you mentioned, um, you know, yes, one of the Bhakti. ways. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And in many of these paths, and there are more paths, I just talked about the main ones. In many of the, the paths, meditation is essential. So meditation is really the fastest, easiest, best way to experience yoga. Remember, yoga being a state of mind of contentment. So meditation is the way to experience that. And there's many, many forms of meditation, but any type of meditation that will take you into a relaxed state of contentment is a successful meditation because that's what you're aiming to achieve is relaxation, peace of mind, integration, contentment, and also there's many physical benefits to meditation. 
uh, has actually been studied. There's a lot of uh, studies that have been done, scientific studies that have been done on meditation. It reduces anxiety, reduces hypertension, makes people more relaxed, makes them more creative, more intelligent, better academic scores, uh, you know, just more intelligent, more everything that's good, that makes a person feel good, wellness, well-being. These things have been measured through physiological changes that take place in meditation. So it works, it's real, and it is real yoga. Because as we, as we said a couple times here, yoga is that state of contentment, the state of peace of mind, the state where you are integrated and whole. Well, and in fact, it's funny because I never thought about it before, but if you're talking about yoga being, you know, a, a state of contentment, a state of yes. mind, animals are so good. I would think that would be uh, a, some kind of pathway to that that state of mind because people find a lot of, uh, in fact, well, I was going to say a lot of, a lot of contentment and peace with through animals, and you see that a lot more and more these days with um like service animals being, exactly. uh, you know, utilized just by a pet that relaxes people. Exactly. That's the reason I said cat yoga because, yeah, having a cat in your lap actually is a very, it's a very wonderful thing. And the cat purring in your lap and it's very calming. It's very relaxing. Petting a cat, very relaxing. So, you know, that could be a form of yoga for some people. Just enjoying your cat, being with your cat, playing with your cat. Yeah. So, you know, there are so many ways to experience yoga. And it's not a good idea for us to just limit it to downward dog or some <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> pose. I mean, the poses are great. And they do increase what's called life force energy. In India, they call it prana. And in China, they call it chi. And in Japan, they call it key. That life force energy that's flowing through your subtle body gets increased when you do the yoga asanas or these postures that people do when they take yoga classes. So that will increase your wellness and well-being, having greater prana flowing through your subtle body. It makes you more healthy and it makes you actually connect more with your true self as well. These postures do help you to achieve yoga, but it's not the only pathway. It's just one small, small part of what yoga is. And I want to emphasize that meditation is really the fastest way to experience this higher state of consciousness. Well, let me ask you this, because I've tried meditating before, and what I find is I fall asleep. I mean, I just literally, I get comfortable, and then, man, I can just I'll be out in two seconds. I, I just have no problem falling asleep, and it could be an afternoon, you know, I'm, I, if I were to, to sit down. If I were to right now just totally relax and close my eyes and sit still and, like, take, you know, five minutes, I would be asleep in five minutes. <laughs> so how do you, in all seriousness, how do you, if you're somebody like me that, that can fall asleep easily and quickly uh, if they're super relaxed. Why, uh, how, not why, but why, how could you, you know, stay awake and, and do you have to close your, your eyes? Is that something that is really necessary? And if so, how do you do that without falling asleep? Very good question. I'm sure a lot of people have that same question. 
So recognize and realize that sleep means successful meditation. It means you got relaxed, so you fell asleep. But it also means that you are a bit sleep deprived. You haven't (laughs) been getting quite enough sleep at night, and that's why you're falling asleep during meditation. So no problem, just get more sleep. Or meditate first thing in the morning when you feel alert. Don't try to meditate at night when you're tired or late afternoon when you're tired because you might just fall asleep. Not that there's anything wrong with falling asleep during meditation. It means successful meditation because you got relaxed. But if you want to not fall asleep during meditation, then take a nap before you meditate. <laughs> well, I do know the uh, my mind is absolutely the sharpest in the morning, like a lot of people. I mean, some people are night owls. My mother's a night owl, but I'm a morning person. I, I'm fully engaged in the morning. But even then, when I'll try to, you know, kind of think about goal setting and kind of planning period of time and be really relaxed, boy, I can't get too comfortable and too comfortable of a chair or whatever. I have to have like a, a chair that's really got a back to it because... I will fall asleep. I will get too comfortable and <laughs> like not off. So I, you know, I, but I'm, and I don't know if you could answer this question for me, but I don't know if your expertise lends itself to like why, like if, you know, in a state of dream state, but I am one of those people that as soon as I fall asleep, I dream. And I know that people say, oh, you can only dream during REM state or whatever, you know, state of deep sleep. I know for a fact if if I were to fall asleep right now, you could shake me in 10 minutes and I could tell you exactly what I was dreaming. It's it's like a movie projection all night long. So and if it was during the day then it's it the movie begins as soon as my eyes are closed and I I nod off. So I don't know whether that is you know maybe just um you know something that has to do with me and it's not that common. I don't know. But do you know anything about that does do dreams have any effect on your sleep and meditation or? Yeah, I mean, dreams are very important. And the fact that you are remembering your dreams and that your dreams are very vivid, it means you're doing something called lucid dreaming, which in itself is a higher state of consciousness. So you're already in a higher state of consciousness. And I have to say to you, Patty, that because I met you in person, and even sitting with you now on Skype, that I know that you have quite a bit of higher consciousness developed because simply because of your energy field. And I can recognize that in you. So you may think you know nothing about these things, and in fact, you don't necessarily intellectually know about yoga or meditation or whatever, but the reality is you are already quite a highly developed soul you have already developed higher consciousness to a great extent. Hmm. So I just want to let you know that. <laughs> well, that's very comforting. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It, it really very is comforting. True. But it, uh, yeah, so it, it, I, I guess that explains something. I do know it's, I've, it's, I've just always dreamt all the time, like all mm-hmm. the, just nonstop. I always dream. I always fall asleep quickly and I always dream as soon as I'm asleep all the way up until the time that I awake. So it's a right. weird, um, so if I could maybe, you know, kind of, if I could learn to maybe access that, what you're talking about, I guess, the lucid 
what did you call it? Lucid. You're already doing it. It's called lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming, mm -hmm. but still have more because I feel like when I, if the reason I'd like to meditate and I don't know, you can maybe shed some light as to why people like to meditate. If it's, you know, just to feel really calm or access that uh, oneness with kind of the universe. But for me, I'd like to meditate to kind of more solve problems, like solve, yes. plan out things for myself. What what am I trying to do with this or that aspect of my life? And, mm -hmm. you know, solve some issue. Um, right. And so it's like I want to tap into that kind of, um, kind, that creative intelligence. And, but I'm, I just feel like I'm not quite getting there. I'm not doing right. that. Exactly. So I'm so glad you asked that question, Patty, because that's my specialty. My specialty is helping people to meditate and develop their intuition and to be able to ask questions of their higher self in a practical way to solve everyday problems and to get advice. And that's how I use meditation quite a bit, is to use it just to make plans, to get the best advice, highest wisdom. And I do that through communicating with my higher self and communicating with divine beings that I access in meditation. So that is exactly what I teach. I teach people how to listen to the inner voice, develop their intuition, develop, develop their clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient abilities, and be able to communicate with Something that's much smarter than our ego. And that thing that's much smarter than our ego, we call it the higher self. So when you tap into that, you can ask any question and you'll get highest wisdom. I mean, I've had so many amazing things happen in my life all the time simply by asking and receiving and getting the best possible advice. Well, it's so interesting because... Um, so much of it, I think, with people are uh, millions of people, especially in the United States, where, you know, the words, you know, when you start talking about chi and, and, and a lot of the Indian words and things that you've mentioned, I think a lot of people, it's kind of like goes, whoop, you know, like, and including myself, you know, right over your head. And it's like you're thinking, uh, I totally understand um, what you're saying, absolutely understand what you're saying as far as accessing like that that you know divine uh intelligence that that creative intelligence within all of us um all those things i totally understand that and you know have read a lot of books about law of attraction and uh, and you know books by napoleon hill so that really talk about exactly that i totally get that i think um where it might be helpful i don't know for people in your industry and maybe you're already doing this i don't know but kind of um maybe the language part of it to where like almost like a branding thing you know to where people can it can connect a little more with maybe middle america that kind of hears some of the indian words and kind of feels like well that's not for me you know what i mean like it's uh like i like i said it's a kind of a california frou-frou thing you know to where maybe people can understand hey this is something that really can benefit me I think I could really tap into this. Mm -hmm. I could really utilize this for my own benefit and, and it will help my life. Um, but there, right now there's a disconnect between that, you know, that person out there and maybe the, the information. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, if we're speaking about yoga, however, 
I have to tell people what yoga really is. I can't. Oh yeah, I can't, no, I with, totally understand. I can't, in good conscience, answer a question about yoga and say, "Oh yeah, it's downward dog." No, no, I'm not saying. I'm not suggesting <laughs> that you do that. No, I. You, I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I totally get it. You're. You've been great explaining that. That. And I, you've taught me something already that that was, yeah. that it's a state of mind that I can get very succinctly. I, all yeah. I'm saying is when you're teaching people how to access, um, and you know, these pathways and get to yoga, get to that wonderful place of contentment that mm -hmm. maybe, I don't know, you might, you know, I'm just, I'm just putting it out there, <laughs> you know, just, uh, maybe some other linguistics, uh, to help people. Okay. Here's the origin, but but maybe call it something that maybe they can uh, latch onto a little easier. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Just a thought. Just a thought. I'm Absolutely. always thinking branding, I guess. <laughs> I'm always thinking Absolutely. That's business. That's thinking. Uh, That's you know. smart thinking. <laughs> but uh, so what would you, um, what are some of your, I know you've written 14 books. Mm -hmm. um, and you really, believe me, you have actually really shed some light already on a, a really interesting topic with this, with yoga. What are some of your best titles or books that people can, can, can look to, to kind of as a beginner, look to maybe access, how can they, you know, benefit from yoga? How can they learn about it? What are some, I know you've got a lot of titles and also access your information. Right. So, uh, probably exploring meditation is a very good book for beginners to help them to learn more about, uh, meditation and yoga and, and these types of topics. But if people want to learn how to listen to the inner voice, I've written several books about that. Uh, one is called Divine Revelation. Another is called uh, How to Hear the Voice of God. Another one is called Awaken Your Divine Intuition. So those books, and also I have another book called Awaken Your Third Eye. And Mainly the book, Awaken Your Divine Intuition, will help, help anyone to tap into that inner voice, learn how to listen to the inner voice, and learn how to do, use that in a very practical way in your every, everyday life to solve everyday problems, to receive wisdom, healing, inspiration, creative ideas, everything that you want to um, tap into in order to improve your life through intuition. So I would recommend Awaken Your Divine Intuition. Now, if you're interested in changing your life through uh, using affirmation, like you're talking about the law of attraction and that sort of thing, I have a book called Instant Healing that's great for that. And another book called Miracle Prayer, which helps people to be able to, uh, to word prayers and to be able to use a specific method of prayer that's it's used by people like Napoleon Hill, for example, and uh, the, the law of attraction type of people. So I'm definitely right on that page, and that book is about that. It's called Miracle Prayer. And I have many other books. I mean, there's 14 total. <laughs> yeah, and so how can people find you to, to you know, find your books? Are they on yeah. Amazon? Can they go on your website? Yeah, sure. I mean, the best place to get the books is on Amazon because it's a, less expensive, and you'll get the books a lot faster. But if you want to find out more about what I do, you can go to my website, which is drsusan.org. That's drsusan.org. And also I have another site, 
which is divinetravels.com. That's D-I-V-I-N-E-T-R-A-V-E-L-S. That's plural on the travels, divinetravels.com, where you can find out about tours to sacred destinations, conferences at sea. I do these cruise ship seminars where uh, they're like these spiritual awakening cruises. So nice. um, you can check love that it. out. I yeah. love that. I think it's great stuff. Uh, and I... I hope I didn't offend you in any way because I... Oh, not in any way. The Indian not. words, are, I'm just thinking, hopefully I'm I'm saying what other people are thinking. That yeah. they're, you know what I mean? They're thinking, oh, I, I don't know if that's for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But so don't get caught da- caught by the linguistics of language and words that you don't know what they mean and you've never heard them before or whatever. That, you know, don't get uh, scared off by that, I guess, is really. So that that's why I was suggesting. But it sounds like you're, all your book titles, to be honest with you, sound very, uh, really great, you know, talking about the, you know, accessing your inner your inner voice and connecting with God and your in- intuition. I think that's mm-hmm. all great stuff. Really, really good. Cool. And people really need to work on that, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> so thank you so much. I mean, this was a, a quick interview. I'll have to have you on again. It's, it's um, you know, I'd love to talk about some of the other, you know, like the, what was the title The about your, about talking to God, I think? What was How it? to Hear the Voice of God. How to Hear the Voice of God. I think that is fabulous. It sounds like a great book. So uh, you've got so many. I'll have to start reading some of them. And uh, now, and I'll have to, uh, Spell your last name. It's S-H-U-M-S-K-Y. That's correct. So Dr. Susan Shumsky. Uh, So people, anybody wanting to look you up and kind of see what your background, because I know you have an amazing background, all your travels in India and all your work with the Maharishi. And I mean, really, you're you're really well accomplished uh, uh, woman. So thank you so much for for shedding some light. I know this was really, this went by really quick because it was great. Yeah. No. Well, thanks for inviting me, Patty. It's really a pleasure to talk to you, and it's really been wonderful to meet you. Yeah, you too. I'll have to have you on again, and you really, I know it, it, um, it may not seem like it. I don't know if it does or it doesn't, but I think just even understanding a critical piece of information, which is exactly what yoga is, yeah. is really enlightening for me, I can tell you, and also just the importance of meditation too, so and how that fits into yoga. So thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on. Well, thanks for inviting me. Okay. Well, this wraps up this episode of the Pitbull Patty Show. And so until next time.